Welcome everyone to the Denavo Abroad podcast where we talk about anything and everything Denavo Kiev related. I'm back, your host Alex Lishik, and joining us from across the pond is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Not, too, not doing bad personally. Um, you know, Denavo game coming up. One can only hope that the performance won't be as bad as it was last time out. Yeah, how are you guys? I'm not doing too bad. And joining us from the not quite as good side of the Hudson River is Eric. How's it going, Eric? I'd argue the much better side of the Hudson River, but um, yeah, going well. Um, a little nervous about the match tomorrow, um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to this episode. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of like, not, I guess, intrigue since now we're practically playing the reserve team tomorrow night against. In Chorna Moritz, uh, unless you've been living under rock, yes, you've heard me right. Chorna Moritz is practically Dinamo's reserve team. Uh, we're going to start off with some latest news. Some uh, Dinamo, A current Dinamo player and an ex-Dinamo player celebrated birthdays in the past couple of days. Tsigankov turned 24 on November 15th, and Zuzulia turned 32 on the 17th of November. So happy birthday to those uh, those guys. Uh, Dinamo U19s uh, continue winning ways with an 8-0 drubbing of Chorna Moritz U19s. Um, Dinamo could play Politechnica Iashi if they go to Turkey for winter break. A very famous Romanian side who are famous uh, favorites for the Champions League this year. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, they're a second-tier side. Probably some Luchescu connection somewhere. Um, also, just wanted to add this before we get to the next rumor about uh, an outgoing transfer is that uh, Shevchenko, you know, ex-Dinamo player and Ukrainian football legend, took over Genoa. Um, and Nikolenko has been rumored to Genoa. And Eric, what else you want to add on to the uh, potential transfer out? Yeah, probably not going to happen. So Shevchenko came out, and for those who are unaware, um, and this is actually a daily complaint that I get from Dima when he's playing football manager about the non-EU rule. Um, but um, so, yeah, he's nodding along. Normally what happens is Dima starts a save, <clears throat> encounters the non-EU rule, and a day later he's on to a different save. Now, do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? I bought Derlis Gonzalez. Yes, that Derlis Gonzalez for um, Elas Verona. So it was going to have uh, two ex Dinamo players from that uh, from that team, and I couldn't register him because that stupid rule. Because you, you already had two, right? Huh? There were already two in the squad. Two non well, players been, in the well, squad. However yeah. many, however many there were, it didn't let me register Derlis. So. Yeah, so I, I believe it's two. So there's in Syria, each team's allowed to have two non-EU players registered. Um, obviously, Ukraine being a, being a non-EU team. So, you know, Shevchenko basically came out and said, you know, even if I wanted to sign Mikolenko, we couldn't right now because we already have two. I'm not sure who they are, but Genoa already has two non-EU players. So, I mean, I know he's been linked with several Italian sides, Inter, Milan in the past. Now, uh, I mean... Inter and Milan in the past, and then now Genoa. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's unlikely that he leaves in the winter. Um, but if it is something that Shevchenko is serious about, um, he'd have to wait until the summer and then look to offload uh, one of those non-EU players. So, so this is this. I just pulled up Genoa's uh, transfer mark profile. And there's four players on here. Who no five? Excuse me, six six players um, who are not EU citizens or do not have looks like some kind of secondary citizenship from an EU country. 
because I believe Serbia is not in the Isn't EU. it something like you can't? Isn't it something like you're not allowed to register more than two in one transfer window or two? Oh, maybe that's what maybe it's, like maybe that. that's what it is. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Maybe yeah, maybe it's the yeah that, that actually that sounds right. Yeah. Either so way, they really um, just would have got. But either yeah, either way, he's not going to be able to move based upon yeah. that rule. Um, and plus, was the likelihood of General really spending seventeen million on a player like that? I don't even know what their highest like was it their high largest sign of all time is the most they so this year alone they spent around eight million so i don't know if they're going to be willing to spend 17 on one player when they just spent eight practically on four players um but on to some other news uh igor tsaganik uh was saying that the are looking to sell super yaga outright and nipro odin may be an option they're not looking at loaning him to choro moretz um Surely this has got to go through at some point. Him being sold, deep. Any thoughts? I mean, I could just. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he just sits around until his contract expires. Whenever in the next, when does his contract expire? Checking right now. Probably like twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. I want to. Yeah, twenty December twenty five. Yeah. Um. I mean. Obviously, he was linked with Italy in the past. There were some talks about him being loaned to Chordano Moritz, but the Mamo are not interested in loaning him. They want to sell him outright. Um, and like Alex just said, or like you just said, Alex, according to Tsahanik, Niprodin is a more realistic destination um, than Chordano Moritz because, like I said, they're not looking to to loan him. They're looking to sell him outright. So, uh, would you would would you sell him to Metalist? See, I don't, I don't like selling him in, okay, it's a tough one, right? Because at the end of the day, like it is not working for him at Dinamo and, yep. and we need to just offload him. However, I don't really want to sell him to another team in the UPL because the last thing that I want is to, especially to a rival yep. and then him come back to haunt us. I mean, we saw what happened and, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about the loan situation at short Moritz with all of them being able to play against us, but that's the last thing that we need is him going to somewhere else in the league and scoring hat tricks against us and taking points yeah. away. See, see, my only concern, if it's to, an, to like a team like Nipro, Arden, Vorstla, whatever, is I think the worst case scenario is that he just plays well against us. I don't think that's really going to power like Nipro to become. And the, I don't think that's going to really power Nipro because unless Nipro are planning on a huge spending spree over the next year, to really drastically improve that team. They're not really going to be challenging for the title. My only concern is going to a team like Metalist. That is... I mean, if I, if, yeah, if I had to choose between Niprodin and, and Metalist, it would definitely be Niprodin. Yeah, because I we really well, don't know what the I mean, spending power... Score, he's can't score an, he can't score an open goal. What does that mean? Doesn't matter whether he goes to Bayern Munich or Metalist. Well, or... well he, he, they'll bring him on for a penalty shot. I'd love for him to go to Bayern. We'll bring him off for a penalty shootout, Dima. Yeah. Yeah. That he can do. I bet you they'd love to, I bet they'd love for him to come as well. Um, no, but my only thing is, is like I'm kind of on the same page as you are, but like I don't want to send him to sell him to a title rival that to a team that actually is gonna be good at obviously Metalis aren't in the Premier League yet, but I'm just saying with the financial um what is it, the financial resources that your buddy has, what's his name? Um Yaroslavsky. yeah. Like you you already know. He could spend thirty million on a window, bribe someone, and it all gets written off, and it's no FIFA financial fair play issues. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I'm like, I'd rather just sell to Nipro. I didn't win anything. 
No, I don't see it. I I don't want to. I'm, you know, it's one thing if we're unable to resolve it, and this would still be bad business at the end of the day. If we're unable to resolve something and sell him, contract expires, and then he ends up going to, you know, for example, Metalist. But to sell him, I don't know, in in any way, shape, or form, I am not, I'm never going to be for selling them to a rival ever. Because, like, my thing is, like, with Mikunov and Insight, I don't even consider them a rival. They're just like, they're just a mid table side. That's all they are. They haven't proved anything else. Um, but like my only concern with the Metalis, I mean, maybe we could sell him to Kribas. Maybe he'll have fun with, uh, at the new stadium they're building there. But, uh, I, on that note, uh, Dinamo play Chorna Moritz tomorrow. And how many Dinamo players are Chorna Moritz? About 35, 36? I, I counted 16. 16? Jesus. Um, all of them are eligible to play under what we've heard, I believe, was Luchescu's initiative. He wanted the kids to play, which I'm absolutely all for. I think, first of all, that's fair play because probably the best of the modest players are. See, I've actually players. seen people say that they, they're not a f- fan of this. I don't, I, I mean. But I think if it's Luchescu's, right, if you're trying to evaluate how good these players are, it's the best way to do to see if these players can actually play. How do they stack up against the Namos? I mean, I'd rather them play something. than, you know, have like, you know, you know when Shakhtar play Mariupol and they have like, Mariupol have about one senior player in the starting lineup, a yeah. bunch of under under nines or whoever, yeah. you know, on the, and on the bench, you know, you have, you know, again, one senior player, you know, the team bus driver, the Mariupol janitor, the... Whatever they, br- they bring know. in some guys from Zaporizhia to play, you know, you know, whatever, like whoever, whoever they have. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd rather. I think it's better to just let them play, but I, and I mean, listen, like it's just one more game to help them develop. Like you know, who's probably going to yeah. play? Skorko will probably play. Ilovar will probably play. Tsitashvili, Vanat, probably Isayanko will play at some point. Yeah, if you I'm want to see Vanat as well. I mean. I mean, to bring in, to br- I mean, seriously, like, we shipped out Vanat, but Coolidge, Coolidge is good enough. Oh, great, you know. But, like, my only thing is, is, like, I think if we want to see if these guys have some future, because we could probably, oh, by the way, Vanat's not playing tomorrow. He's suspended. Oh, um, well, I, I just maybe I'm not that excited to see him then. <laughs> Uh, but, like, we've always talked about, you know, for example, Tsitashvili is, I think, a great example of this, where everyone sees that there's a player in there somewhere, but why not, how does he perform against Dinamo as some kind of basis to whether or not he would co- go on the winter break camp, for example, you know? Mm, I That's still don't really rate him that highly, but, yeah, I mean... I listen. I still think I it's a good thing for it. these. I still think it's a good thing for these players because yeah, no, I, do, I do get what you're saying. Like, like I'm not saying Luchescu is going to focus on Chorna Moritz, but practically for all of these kids, pretty much, it's an open trial in front of Luchescu. That's what it is. It's a trial. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Eric, any thoughts on that? I mean, I understand the opposing viewpoint too, because then it's putting us in the position of shooting ourselves in the foot, literally, with being um, with being uh, points taken away from. Sorry, I just sprayed my cat. Um, with being points taken away from us in the title race, and I mean, if that happens at the, you know, utilizing our own youth players, I mean, that would kind of suck, but. Um, ultimately, yeah, I mean, it's his initiative. I'm in favor of it. I mean, they deserve a chance. And I mean, at the same time, if our first team can't beat 
basically our reserve team or, our, you know, people who are being judged as not being good enough to be in our own first team right now. What does that say? Well, I think it's actually there's something even even if Dinamo win, but Chorinamarts really make this a good game. They, it's a close game closer than it should be. I think there's actually some hidden benefit in that, that what we've kind of been saying for the past couple weeks that a lot of the squad is not good enough. And instead of, you know, well, sort of like Andre, well, yeah, but more recently, like people like, for example, Depena, you know, let's say if Depena has a stinker, but let's see who's a winger besides Sitashvili. Like, or Sitashvili has a blinder or whoever is a starting defensive midfielder, whether it's, you know, Andreevsky or Shapelia, but then Mikhailenko has a, an amazing match, then you could make yards like, hey, listen, so we don't need to be bringing in these kind of middle-rate Ukrainian players or players from outside of Ukraine when we have already players who can compete with them who are 18, 19, 20 already in our academy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to have uh, give a prediction for uh, the game? How about a preferred? Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, which do you want the preferred lineup or the prediction? Uh, you give me the prefer- uh, prediction first, and then we'll go to the preferred lineup. Um, I mean, I think we'll win because. I- I just think we'll win, but uh, it's, you know it's difficult to predict because you, you you just never know. Are they are they going to finally you know change their attitude and start you know actually you know concentrating, battling the whole ninety minutes? If so, then we win. If not, well, you know anything can happen. Um, how about this is the preferred lineup? I'm thinking. Um, this is the problem with preferred lineups. I never know if I want to go with what I would do or what Luchescu is going to do. I, I'm just, I, I'm just... I am I am guarantee you we're going to be playing three right backs. Oh Jesus! Because yeah, goes out. Zabarni kind of is is yeah. out. Um, what's his name? Uh, Zabarni Popov is out. So then you've got in the center <clears throat> as your center backs, Shabanov and Serota. We're not playing two left footed no. center backs. No. Um, so it's probably going to be something like uh, Dimchik on as right back, uh, Kenziora, and I don't know who he's probably Sorota in the middle, yeah. and then Karavayev as the left left back. Now, I mean, if, Kenziora isn't the worst at center back. I mean, he, he reads the game. He's, he's, no, I'm not his technique. About, his yeah. technique is abysmal, but he can read the game pretty well at least. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's. I mean, we've already seen that. I think at least once this year, if not multiple times. <laughs> Um, so I would imagine that they're probably going to put Kenziora in, pair him as center back with someone like Serota. Would you guys have given Anton Bull his debut tomorrow? I mean, it's 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 it sounds good, but on paper, like you probably know, not. Because I think I think over the listen over the winter break, a hundred percent, no questions asked. I'd give you know Bull, Nishariet, you know. Uh, Diallo, Valosh, and Sarenko, Prashko, all these players, I'd give them a chance to, you know, start to integrate them into the first um, team. But I think for now, I think we've just got to, you know, tolerate this crap for a bit longer. And then, Would you at least have him on the bench? Yeah, I'd have, I don't understand. I don't see anything wrong with having him on the bench. I mean, for this match, for sure. Yeah. The... I, do you, what are the odds that you think Sarenko plays tomorrow? Or at least is involved somehow. I think he can pick it. I think he actually picks up a small injury. So I think because he because he, I just noticed he was on the team. He wasn't in the team today for the U19. So I was just wondering if um, 
Yeah, I think he's got a small small knock or something like that. So, um, so goalkeeper, I let fuck it. Let's just do what we would want. Let's should that to start. Yeah, but I always want him to start. But yeah, of course, for this game, I want him to start uh, as well. Back four, we'll just go with what Eric said. Timchik, Kionzora, Sirota, Karavayev. Um, midfield three. Who do you start at defensive midfield? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Xavi, Boy, Iniesta, and Garmash. Midfield no. of dreams, that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, they're crap. They don't deserve to play. I mean, Garmash, apart from Garmash, he can play. But, um, I mean, our hands are kind of tied here, aren't they? Well, it would be great if we could play someone like Brashko, but he played 90 minutes today. I mean, it's going to have to be Shepelev and Andreevsky. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to have to be, isn't it? We could play... Oh, no. Better idea. No, 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 no. Better idea. Listen, hear me out. So he plays two left-footed center backs, and Kionzona starts that's, a defensive midfield. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I remember when... Oh, no. That's not going to happen, but it would be interesting. Um, no, but yeah, I think it's just... Kionzona be... playing defensive midfield was one of the more random events, that's for sure. Is that one for the out-of-context anomaly page, Jima? Maybe, maybe we'll have to find if I we'll have to see if I can find a clip of something like that because does anyone remember Shabanov playing in the midfield uh, in a friendly? Now that was something as well. Cheru playing striker. Oh, 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 I've got to find that. That, yes, thank you for reminding me. I've got to find that. The perfect um, post. So, Xavi, Iniesta, and high tech in the midfield. Uh, front three, Verbic, Vitinho, Tsigankov. Edwitch, uh, who, who's striker? Vitinho. Uh, no, no, Vietnamese for me. I think he's been actually no. He, wait, no, actually, hold on. Isn't he hurt? I think he's injured anyway. Uh, yeah, so Vietnamese picked up a knock in international duty. So, so we'll start Antuk on the left. God, no, I'd start Lietniev on the right. No, oh no, 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 not him either. He's he was appalling against. No, I'd just go with. Oh God, are we, well, our hands really are. Might as well. Start. Actually, you know, no, no, I, no. I would go Tsigankov on the right, Vitinho on the left, and Ramirez through the middle. No, not Ramirez. I, I mean, oh man, we, all these players are so shit. They've all played so. They've all been absolutely appalling. Like there's, there's, there's no one I'd even. No one, in my opinion, deserves to start. I'm just going through all these names. They've all been so bad recently. And what are we going to do? Reward them? No, no. Well, but, and again, our hands are, our hands are tied. Well, I was about to say because if some, we don't, some some of them gonna, have to play, or we are yeah, like nine men or something. Yeah, so I was gonna say we're gonna have to probably forfeit the game at that point if we're not gonna play any of these guys. I'd play Skurin up top. Would you? Oh God. Yep. No, just none of just none of them. I'd, oh mate. Just none of them. I seem to have anything about them as players. Well. When was the last time he played actually Shkurin? I haven't seen that. I swear he started. I think it was the it was the match where he got taken off at halftime. Was it that was... hold on? When was, Who was that, that against? Was, that was fairly recent. That well. was like a couple of matches ago. Was that was not Mar- that was that was before the Mariupol. I, think I've, I don't think I've seen him for a long time now, to be fair. Nah, he he's played somewhat recently. Can I say 73 is what, an absolutely appalling number to choose if you're a striker? What, what kind of a number it, is 73? Was it it was was it against Deep Rock he played? No. Oh, it he, could uh, No, no, he's not. I just checked the line of that game. That's the game where Sh- uh, Chapelle and Andreevsky started in the midfield. Jesus. 
Shkuri. Uh, wow. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, when did he last play? I haven't seen him in a long time, Shkuri. Last time he played was the Shakhtar draw. He played, he came out for the last four minutes and he played the last half hour against. Oh, great. Well, um, you know. The, ga- the game he came off at halftime was uh, Alexandria. Alexandria, mm. yeah. And then he played 20 minutes, 28. So the most he's actually played is 77 minutes mm-hmm. all season. I don't, it's a bit of a strange policy, to be honest. You know, he plays a half, plays well, gets an assist, taken off at half time. That's the yeah, same thing. That's gets taken. Yeah, that's I don't yeah. really understand that. Yeah, because he had his debut was against Desna. He had three he assists, assist. assists in back to back to back games. Then he got subs gets subs off at half against Alexandria, and then he just doesn't start the next two games after that. I yeah, and he this is what this is what's working against him. I mean, I'm not going to argue the fact that he doesn't have the best strikers' instincts, but at the same time, it's like yeah. he goes out, he doesn't even do half bad, and then he gets taken off at half. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't listen. play the full match, and then doesn't come back in for God only knows how. Like it just makes no sense. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide the fact that I don't rate him and I don't think he's number quality. But I mean, if he gets assists, you know, sort of semi regularly, well, at least surely he can at least be an option against these sides. Well, you, you, well, you fi- you figure like players. I'd start him. Too. Yeah, I think you know. Now that I think about it, I'd probably start him. Absolutely. Well, but but the thing is also that you have to look at it from this perspective. Like apparently, Supriaga was good enough to get the starts against Ruk and no, Barcelona. Oh, no, but then no, like, no, but then no, get no, someone no. like wouldn't Shuri. even start him against. So wouldn't wouldn't yeah, start him like, against a Barcelona under ten. No, but my point is like. But my, my point is, like, Shkurin has yeah, three no, assists in a row and has practically frozen out. And Supriaga hasn't done anything for a year. And Luchesco, like, hey, you're playing. He's like, wait, what? I'm playing? Like, I, yeah. He was, just, he, like, some he was probably even shocked that he got called up for that game. Yeah, some, Eric, of, some of Luchesco's decisions, I'm sorry to say, they make absolutely zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric, uh, you wanted to add something? No, I was going to say a couple of things on like the Trogno Moritz preview, and I think we talked about this already, but Zabarni, Shaparenko, and Sidorchuk are all ineligible due to an accumulation of yellows. And then um, I believe actually Vitinho is one yellow away from suspension. Um, no, I like how he has more yellows in goal contributions. Yeah, Six which million. is great. Um, so right now, Trogno Moritz are sitting in 11th with a goal average of 16-4-29 allowed. So compared to teams below, this is interesting, compared to teams that are below them, the teams that are below them have scored no more than nine goals. So they score score a fair amount, but their defense is horrible. So like I watched a little bit of the match against Ruch and they were up three nil and they almost bottled a three nil. Oh yeah. Ruch came back and tied it three, three. And then they scored in like the 80 something minute to make, to win four to three. Did Tajuli um, play well that day, did he not? He did, yeah. He did have a good match. And then they have another left winger, Artur. Uh, oh, like Avadinian. the Armenian guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a good little player. He's got, he's, four, he's got four goals and an assist. So he's one-third of their uh, – one-third of their – basically of all their goal participation. So he's yeah. pretty heavily involved. Um, so they won, again, 4-3 over Ruch, drew nil-nil with Vorska, the team that we were unable to beat. Um, and then they drew one uh, one with uh, with uh, Lviv. Um, you know they've got some good pace on the wings. Um, so 
several of the goals that I watched just came from direct balls out of the back, which again is a pretty typical mid table or lower table tactic in the UPL. So we need to make sure that we're preventing their, uh, their defenders and their center backs, especially from playing, giving them time to play direct balls out Absolutely, of the back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really the notes that I just had from the match against Rook was basically two terrible teams that are horribly defensive, horrible defensively um, squaring off against each other. I mean, like Dima said, this should be a match that we win. Um, I could see us scoring several goals just because, again, they've allowed 29 goals. So, you know, they score a fair amount, but they, they're very leaky defensively. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I could see us winning this match like three to one. Yeah, I mean. Like, it's, at, it's at the Lobanovsky too. Which, which, listen, whenever we play at the Lobanovsky, okay. Yeah, we technically the Olympiskis are home same, but I feel like I feel always a little bit more. Uh, more prideful about the Lobanovsky, I think it's fair to say. Uh, so because I feel that, like, that stadium is ours, like yeah, through and through. It is. I mean, I still consider the Olympiski to be ours, but like the Lobanovsky is that's, that's ours. Uh, yeah. Um, so, the Olympiski is like, gee, have you ever felt like a home field advantage at the Olympiski? Once. I I I think. Well, let me guess, Everton. Actually, then twice. The Shakhtar game in 2013, I thought that atmosphere was class, actually. When Yadmolko scored like what five minutes in the game, the 2-1 loss. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say, do you mean the do you mean 2014 when we actually won? Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. But, like, too often it's just, like, we could play at any stadium in, in Ukraine and it would just be, like, more or less the same. I just yeah. think the atmosphere. I think the fans have been pretty shocking lately, lately to be honest with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, listen, we're not saying the club have, you know, covered themselves in glory, but the fans also oh, have no. a little bit of a look at themselves as well here. I agree. Um, so from uh, the, the Lobanovsky to the Olympijski, as Dynamo will take on... Uh, Bayern Munich next Tuesday. Um, I have, you want to know something about this match? I have. So I, I did a fair amount of research for the Chordma Moritz match, you know, stats, um, basically everything that I went over. I have one bullet point for the match against Bayern, and it just says, God help us. <laughs> that is literally that is literally all if, I have on this uh, match. If we get it, boy, if we get a result, if we get a result against Bayern Munich, well, if, that would be something. If, if we get a result against Bayern Munich, I would sack all the players because they can get a result against Bayern Munich but struggle to beat Mariupol. Well, just keep in mind, too, the last match we made predictions on what the final score would be, and I said 5-0, and it was 5-0. Now, so, so make a proper score prediction this time. I don't know if this one will quite be 5-0, maybe a little bit of a different atmosphere for them playing uh, at, at the Olympijski compared to the Allianz, but I guarantee you it's at least going to be three. I mean, I did hear Bayern are going to rotate their squad a lot. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, now. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. great. So I think we have a good chance at losing two or three nil instead of five nil. Um, I mean, the Bayern B team would still win the UPL. The Bayern B team would probably um, win the Champions League. Yeah, I mean uh, that doesn't. Yeah, that that's not like that's good news for us or anything like that. Um, um, and and also it would make sense that uh, Bayern rotate their lineup too because they have a huge Bundesliga fixture next Saturday against Armenia Bielefeld, who are in the relegation zone of the Bundesliga. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mines. Uh, oh. No, they, they, no, they they're playing a, a 
No, actually. <laughs> oh, they're oh, playing and actually it's nice they're playing they're gonna on eight. Saturday. They're gonna they're gonna win eight to six in that game you. <laughs> um it's actually funny you say because they're playing Augsburg tomorrow. Oh, there we go. We should um, rename our podcast to the Augsburg Abroad Podcast. <laughs> the eight um, to six podcast. <laughs> um but underscore yeah, underscore underscore S. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, but no, seriously, I, I honestly don't have anything on this Bayern. I mean, it's just like, what can you say? We should. I'm gonna DM Lewandowski if he scores three goals. If he'd come on the show, oh yeah, he might. He might not even play. I no, I, he didn't play for Poland on their game on Tuesday, which is technically. They might. I mean, they might go with what's his name, the guy that came from PSG, Chupo uh, Moting. Yeah. Even you, you know what, he's a massive meme. Well, he, even he'd score against us, like Brathwaite did last season again. I'll oh, tell you what. Sure. Listen, he may be a meme, but his agent—that's he's got to have one of the best agents out there. Like, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Like the contract with not even the contracts, the clubs he gets these contracts out are just. Um. But yeah. So on that note, um, don't know if there's really much more. Has to he add. played in Russia before? I feel like he's the kind of player to go to Russia. You know, but he's but if he was, he was at some really random team, like like Ufa. like Tiago like Tiago Silva did. Well, yeah, but Dinamo Moscow no, is just, not literally like just to earn some money. I, I bet you that would. Oh, I could definitely imagine him in Russia. You mean like later in his career or something like that, or like what do you mean? That's it. No, I feel like he's already been because he's had. No, like such a no, I don't no. think he has. He hasn't. You, Hamburg. No. Then he was on loan to Nuremberg. Then he spent. Yeah, he's been to spent, such. He's been in such random clubs. Like I just, he, I, he's just the kind ha- of guy. Like Hamburg, Nuremberg, Dima's team, Schalke, Stoke, PSG, Bayern. Wow, PSG and then Bayern to finish that yeah. out. The, he, the <laughs> most goals he scored at a club is twenty goals in seventy four appearances over three seasons at Mainz. Oh Jesus! Wow, could be worse. It, yeah, could be missing open goals like our strikers. I mean, I'm telling you what, for this match, I know that I've said this about a hundred times, but this is this is even more so a match that I would just say, just go for it. Oh yeah. There's I nothing don't... to there's literally nothing to lose. It's Bayern Munich. Don't even play with, well just don't, in don't even play with defenders. Just just go for it. I mean, yeah, what's I mean, we're probably gonna lose anyway. So I mean, if we're gonna lose, you might as well lose, but you know, give it a go. That's <laughs> Yeah, you, you know the only parking thing the just, bus isn't going to work. No, that's all. the only I guarantee you that's what he does, though. The only thing I want oh, to say. With, oh yeah, no, it's good. that's what's going to happen. The, the only thing I want to say in terms of like a preferred lineup is like from what I think the only thing I would recommend for him to do is start Garmash over Buyaski, just because, like Dima said, mentioned at one point, like boy, it's been a while since Buyaski's been really involved in like good play, and actually Garmash, I thought Garmash has been actually one of Dinamo's best players this season. Well, yeah, he, he's been the informed player, you know. No, he's been he like it or not. I mean, I go mean, with they, they play with, I mean, play two strikers. You know what I mean? Like they well, play four at the back, so try and give their center back maybe put, make one of them drop deep to try and draw a center back out or something like that, and then play an attacking midfielder like in the hole right behind him that could try and exploit that space. Sorry, I don't know. Like, like, are you thinking like like like, like a four four two kind of diamond type thing? I mean, it could be a four four two. You could do a four three one two. Um, yeah, four three. Because I honestly, I would have no problems if he, let's say, took out 
like one or two of the wingers. Like if he dropped Depena and Tsigankov and added like let's say Garmash and Vitinho to play with Ramirez, kind of like a two strikers and a number 10. Yeah. I don't think that would honestly make that big of a difference. I really don't think it would. I totally, I mean, use like literally go with three strikers, play with two up top and then a shadow striker sitting behind them and just try and overload those, those central defenders. I mean, like I said, just try something, just try something like, and like that, like, like if not, this, not was, this, not this four, two, three, one or four, three, three, sit back, park the bus, watch, do watch, nothing. Watch how is it parking the bus it. when, how is it parking the bus when they literally slice through us half the time? Like, like, you know, like a like a like a bagel or something. Like how is I don't really see how that's parking the bus. Listen, I'm just impressed that you know what a bagel. I know, is I know all the way in England. Uh, so. um, hmm? I said I'm a, I I didn't know. Have you had a bagel before? Do you know they have those in England? Why would we not have bagels? I don't know. I didn't know if that was like a just an American thing or not. I mean, he looks confused. Why would it be? I'm just, yeah, of course I'm confused. Why would bagels be an only in America? I don't know because I never I've, I've been to Europe like six times and I've never seen a bagel anywhere. I I no, we definitely have them here, mate. Uh, bagel, where's a bagel from? It's from Poland. Yeah, but the Jewish well, communities of Poland. Yeah, but the, but like Germany, okay, Israel. Yeah, but like they're not they weren't called bagels. They're called something else. Like that's my only thing. Anyway, you know. What yeah, we're well, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're getting a bit distracted here. To be yeah. honest with you, um, actually, you know, I think I would rather talk about bagels than than I'm about to play fire. Um, oh yeah, no, probably, 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 I'd rather watch you know bagels being cooked than than I'm buying the way it's going to go. I actually had a bagel this morning for breakfast. Oh, oh great! Thanks for the information. What did you have on? The did table? you do any sit-ups, Eric? I did do my sit-ups. Yep. Um, <laughs> I actually, it was blueberry cream cheese. It was really good. Oh. There's a good place by me that has like unreal breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, there's a place right across the street from me that has the same. It's there was a place I actually went in Brooklyn that I used to live by that had some of the most oh, amazing okay. breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, Absolutely you, outstanding. Yeah. But the thing is, they put so much cream cheese on it that like it's like a little bit of bagel with your cream cheese, mm. like a ridiculous yeah. amount of cream cheese. See, that's why I like the place I like to go to. I just get a bagel with butter. I get one of their breakfast sandwiches with like they put like fried egg, hash browns, some t- uh, some pork roll on there. Delightful. Oh, delightful i think i, I might, go the... get one, might go get one tomorrow morning actually now that i'm thinking about well it. if you ever come to new york city like you've been supposed to for several months um i mean we could uh, go get breakfast sandwiches near me and then if, and if you ever come out to jersey we'll get the breakfast sandwiches by me. but what is there to do in jersey like it's this is the city this is new york city like what am i going to do in jersey hunting we can go hunting we can go okay perfect so, Perfect sit ups. That's right. I would have more space to do sit ups. I can't yeah. complain with that. Um, what else could we do? Uh, there's 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 Ukrainian bars in this area, so we could do that. And there's Ukrainian village in in uh, downtown. Um, no, here's the better question. What could we do in Reading? Oh yeah, yeah, Nothing. yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm freely admitting we. I don't even live there anymore. But there is. What could we do in Southampton? No, what could we do in Southampton? Again, nothing. The clubs, are, the clubs are pretty crap here. I mean, you're Eric. You're you're a club. You probably you probably collapse in a club like five minutes in. To be fair, so maybe the club's not a viable option. <laughs> um, I'll I'll have to I'll have to see what kind of uh, other activities there. I could teach you a thing or two about what to do in the club, young man. 
I don't even like the sound of that, and I don't even want to know what you mean. Can I just say one thing in uh, Reading's defense? I googled top ten things to do in Reading, and the first three things that popped up were parks. I was going to say something else, what, but, it's, but it's not appropriate for the pod. No, less of that. What, what, what are the parks? What, what ones have come up? Um, Antoshka Park. Uh, oh, no. yeah. Uh, but, but, but Basildon, Basildon Park, Field Park, and Wellington County Park. What the hell are those? I don't know. Well, these never, looks pretty good, actually. I've um, right, I think but, we've got but, a, a bit distracted. But you know what? Because oh, you're right. Because yeah, you know what? Eric's just left <laughs> yeah we're not gonna read this one out but um but you know what though you're right Timo. we are getting distracted because instead of saying what's the best things to do in reading or jersey what's the best things to do in Kiev? i think that's a little bit better uh, just list of our station in general around that kind of area and that's the best uh no this is the old oh, mate you, you you won't get bored in Kiev anytime soon that's the good thing yeah. um so Unless you guys have anywhere else that we need to be checking TripAdvisor for what's the best things to do in those areas. I think uh, that's going to bring it to an end to our show. Uh, Dima, if anyone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that? Yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, I'm not coming up with think of a funny joke that isn't funny today. It's just 1927, Dima. Uh, Eric, if someone wants to get in, talk to, in contact with you, how could they do that? Uh, at Libovic. And if you want to get in contact with me, your host, you can find me on Twitter at Lyshik7, that's L-Y-S-Z-Y-K and the number seven. If you want to get into contact with the show, you can find us on Twitter at Abroad. DMs are open. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that to Podcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Abroad, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.